Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 what is going on on this fine Thirsty Thursday? Caleb, how are you? I'm doing great. Again, I'm thirsty. It's Thursday, and I'm happy to be here with you all, so let's uh, start drinking some booze. Bro, I feel like I really struggle sometimes to remember what fucking day it is, man. It's been a fucking hectic couple weeks, man. Gio. What up, what up? Always good to see you, man. Naturally. It's like I don't spend 50 to 60 hours a week with you. We work two jobs together. We run a podcast together. Yeah. When are you guys getting married? I love you. Uh, I don't know. Put a ring on it. What do you think? Yeah. Put a ring on it, my boys. In Vegas. 2023. In Vegas? <laughs> there you go. Just one sloppy drunk night, you know? You never know what can happen. Go into the <laughs> chapel. Do it up. Why not? Hey, it's a free world we live in. Fucking. Do whatever you want. Does that make us uncancelable? I oh, I dude. You might be onto something there, man. Want to just make it a three-way marriage? Whoa, dude. What is that called? Uh, like polyamory? Yeah. I think it's a thruple. Thruple. Uh, yeah. A nice thruple. Man. Dude, listen, guys. We a got an thruple of bros. We got an exciting show. We got a great whiskey. We got a great, great, great cigar. I'm excited for it. Gio, what are we smoking today, bud? We are smoking the Roma Craft Intemperance VO 1920 Volstead Senator pre-release. That's a mouthful. <laughs> pre-release, fellas. Look at that thing. It's even got the pre-release on the band. Yeah, unbanded still. I mean, so to give you some background on this, uh, Skip Martin, and actually, uh, ironically, we found this out right before recording this when we were doing a little bit of research. They started the come out or the uh, initial batch of these at an event at Two Guys Cigar Shop. You know, home base of previous guest we had on the show so that was a nice little thing to bring up there but that is the original place you will see these before they are released for full regular production blend wise we got a 5x50 robusto vitola it is the first in this line and it is a ecuadorian sumatra hybrid wrapper which uh they kind of say it's cameroon tobacco oh Wrappers grown in Ecuador. So that's where that hybrid nature comes from. Uh, it is a Corojo grown filler and a Mexican San Andreas binder. There it is, man. There it is. I was waiting for it somewhere. And then there's some, let's see here too, a bunch of Nicaraguan filler as well. So there's a whole plethora of things in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a very complex blend. Uh, I mean, there's three different... Uh, you got Condega, Jalapa, and Pueblo Nuevo, which I think that's three of the four. I'm so Nicaraguan glad that ones. we make you read these. Uh, yeah. He's and got that uh, got that twang. He's to got it. that twang. <laughs> well, ironically, so Roma, we know they make some cigars that'll put you on your ass. So the design that Skip had when he did this, he wanted to make this a lighter cigar. Now, I don't know what is considered lighter for Skip, given like the Neanderthal will melt you. At least some people, hint, hint, our favorite host over there behind the mic and computer. <laughs> Yo, so I know we talk about the Neanderthal 
you know, obviously that's one of my favorite cigars out. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, man, that is just when you smoke it. If you're not ready for it, that thing can, like I said, man, it can really do damage. I mean, it's a great fucking cigar, very tasty thing, but very strong. We haven't done Roma Craft in a while, right, guys? So uh, it's been a couple shows. I mean, we did the whiskey and temperance. Yeah, that was a while back uh, though, with yeah. with uh, Big Ditch. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. That was like season one or back, you know, before 2023. Yeah, I think we're going to start changing up uh, what we're going to do with that, too. I think we're just yeah. going to number the episodes from now on. I'm going to go back and re- redo all the names. All right, out Caleb, there's your homework assignment. We're going to have you go back from when we stopped putting the episode numbers and count all the main episodes. <laughs> I'll just go. We'll just count, count down the uh, the cigar review sheet. So I got them all. Uh, uh, we're already on page 70. So there you go. God damn. Jesus. Yeah. Really? But- Page seventy one is an after her review from our last show when we did okay. the you know. okay. Well, also to get into some more details about this cigar, so there's obviously a story behind every line and blend. So each cigar vitola of this particular blend is named after Prohibition era figures. So the other ones are the Izzy Einstein, that's that four by forty six little short boy, the Bell Livingstone, the Bill McCoy. The George Remus and the Roy Olmsted, and these are all major figures, bootleggers, and you know, uh, authors of the famous Volstead Act. And Jerry educated himself on this a little bit, so we'll let you get into that, buddy. What was the Volstead Act? So yeah, the Volstead Act is when some asshole uh, Andrew Volstead decided let's put a bill into Congress and ban all the fucking alcohol. All the fun juice. Yeah, that dude. everyone loves. Like, what the fuck, man? This guy... Shame. This dude is like the OG narc. This guy is kind of like... The fun police over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fun police. That's right. Yeah, you yeah, kids yeah. kids drinking your booze are having too much fun. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that went into effect. Uh, it finally got passed by the House in 1919, and obviously we know that uh, Woodrow Wilson actually vetoed this. So he tried. And he got overridden. Yeah, he got overridden. He was good for something, at least. And and that got overridden on October 28th of 1919. So this dude, Woodrow, RIP, bro, but yo, just know we appreciated that you tried to stop it. Yeah, A man who clearly enjoyed his booze, I'm guessing. Yeah. Hopefully. And then to also go into this, I And then actually... obviously in 1920, we all know what happened. It went boo. into. Yeah. In January. Not, right? Yeah, boo, not booze. January, it was like the complete opposite. January 6th was the last day you could legally buy and sell booze in America. And uh, at, what was it? Uh, 12 a.m. Oh, in one second, the terrible. Volstead Act went into place. And. You know, the rest is history, man. Obviously, that only lasted three years. When did it get lifted? 1923? 1933. 1933. Yeah. A decade. Oh, a decade. A decade and almost almost a decade and a half of just bullshit so you know we talked about this a lot especially when it comes to the prohibition we did a whole episode on prohibition bootleggers all sorts of things but um december 5th 1933 was uh when it was repealed by the blaine blaine act so and then um the volstead act was you know voided and it uh the control of alcohol went back to the states so uh you know obviously prohibition the mafia crime a lot of stuff with how that was running, all the illegal bootleggers, because people were dying from bootlegged alcohol, like bathtub gin, stuff like that. So, 
bathtub no. gin. Just had to put an end to it so people could enjoy their drinks. Uh, we're in the Great Depression. You know, what better time to drink than when you're depressed? Or hopefully listening to a Down to Earth podcast. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully they're not depressed listening to Down to Earth podcast. You might just, you know, drive them over the edge there. Buddy. That would upset me. <laughs> yeah, but people we're, were listening to this, well, to get out of a depression, exactly. I'd be happy about exactly. that. That's but, where I was going. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> sure. right. Roundabout way we got there. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. the last thing I'm going to touch on this from Romacraft size. So I actually recently learned this as well. So uh, Romacraft doesn't like to do true one-off LEs. They will actually make them just limited batches and try and keep them flowing so people can actually continue to enjoy them. So it's not like we get like we're some, you know, uh, we know something we just tried to buy today and there's only a certain number of boxes and it's a pain in the ass to get, but we got it. Subtle flex. But uh, typically what Roma will do with these types of releases is they'll just release limited quantities and then, you know, they're desired still, but you'll, you know, if you really look, you can get them. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And I feel like uh, you see that with uh, a couple other brands, too. Like, they say they're limited, and then all of a sudden, you know, boxes mm-hmm. still come flowing into retail stores. You yeah. Know, there's a couple that I can think of off the top of my head. And then uh, the rest of the five Vitolas, like, this is the Senator. I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's obviously named for Senator Volstead. Uh are going to be fully released and available and debuted at PCA. Did you happen to see the band for it? Uh, yeah. Skip, Skip Martin, uh, he did post a picture of it. It's he, like a, a like kind of brown, right? Yeah. Golden so brown, it's a. Br- like it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a photo of it. I just recently. It's a nice saw. looking cigar. Volstead looks really big on there. It's yeah. pretty cool. So they actually. So the one I saw, it's them like dumping like a what looks like a whiskey barrel down a sewer. Is that the one you guys were had seen? Uh no, I'm talking about the the actual band for the Volstead. It's it, like a it's like a brown with white lettering. What Gio's talking about isn't that yeah, the logo yeah, yeah. that's on the box or something like that? Yes, yeah. that's oh, on okay. the box. Yeah, yeah, on the box, it's the guys dumping the. Whiskey. Okay, I didn't know if that was the banded yeah. one or not. There. I think the police are on it too. Yeah, there's like a. It looks like a what might be like some form of like detective or something like that, and then like a uniform guy in like an old time outfit. That's a pretty cool looking box. Yeah. I think this will be a very successful line for uh, Roma Craft. This is a pretty good cigar from, I mean, what I'm tasting right away. Uh, this is a really cool size, too. What was the, the dimensions of the of the Senator? The Senator? I thought it was a true Robusto. Okay. Um, let me just double check here. I've got the paperwork. While Gio's checking, I got to say, uh, it smells great in here. Uh, yeah, it's got a great aroma. Once you lit this cigar, smelled, you can notice the smell in here. It smelled great right away. And it uh, first couple of puffs, a very smoky stick as well. So I like that. It is a five by fifty. Um, now to touch on what you were saying, so I, this isn't a spice bomb, at least for me. And I don't. I wonder if it's because it's that Cameroon tobacco, just grown, obviously not in Cameroon. This is in our experience with the Cameroon cigars we've smoked, the AJ and the Baca. You had the Baca, which was a little, you know, sweet but still punchy in the mouth. Then the, you know, New World. That just is like, whoa, <laughs> you know, mellow, nice. Totally different. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I noticed that Romacraft does do a lot of work with Cameroon tobacco. It, and, it, and it's supposedly one of those tobaccos that are like really difficult to, to obtain and use in cigars. From my understanding, it's also like a, a hard blend, like wrapper to blend right, too, because you can, 
from my understanding, and I might be mixing this up, so, you know, anyone who sees this and wants to comment and tell me I'm an idiot that knows anything, I'm, you know, prefacing this now. I think we know uh, who I'm referring to in the comments, but I won't bring them up this week. But I believe because it's such a, like, uh, a unique and mild flavoring that it's easy for stronger tobaccos to overpower. I don't know 100% if that's the if it's the Cameroon, but I remember for some reason associating it with that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Cameroon's kind of a, like a lighter tobacco, right? Because I think we smoked a couple Cameroon cigars that are kind of like not on like on the medium to lighter side, not like a full-bodied cigar, sort of, from what we've had a couple times, I think. See, we've had two ends of the spectrum. So like that AJ, I would consider that... It's pretty light. Medium to light. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I was talking about, referring to that. Th- I actually like that cigar. It was yeah. that's a fantastic. But I also like the Baca. The thing right. is, yeah. I feel like the Baca is kind of hard to find. That was a great six, especially in certain sizes. I, so, li- I like the pygmy that we did. That was perfect. Yeah. It was oh, awesome. I w- a, would love some more the of those. Dog Walker. We saw the Grand Perfecto Baca, which was just a that's fucking a, big boy. That's a, that's a huge stick, like twenty five dollars or something, right? No. Yeah, not where we saw it. Oh, we well, saw yeah, it yeah, a yeah. true uh, New York pricing. <laughs> it was fucking incredible. It was like fifteen bucks. I was like, "Wow, at fifteen bucks, this could be an everyday cigar." Right, and this is, a, guys. Uh, obviously, if you are a frequent cigar smoker, you know this. But shop around. Our job is to tell you the places that are going to get you. You know, or the instructions, not the places. Sorry, we won't tell you places unless you sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all you cigar shops here. You want that? But uh, you have to look before you just walk in and buy. And I love brick and mortar, but like times is rough. Like you got to find your spots here to get the the best possible pricing. Shop around. Not all places charge MSRP. Yeah, everybody, you know. Obviously, some places run deals and stuff. As a consumer, especially in a high-tax state, you should be doing your homework. So Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting into the cigar. I'm looking forward to, get, uh, looking forward to getting into, you know, some good conversation. Uh, but before we do that, Caleb, what are we drinking today, buddy? All right, here we go. A little fun one for you guys right here. We have Blue Note Juke Joint Whiskey Straight Bourbon. Um, this is unfiltered and uncut. Um, this is crafted in Memphis, Tennessee. It's made by BR Distilling Company. Um, it emphasizes the spirit of the blues. Um, it actually won number seven of the top 20 whiskeys of 2022, according to Whiskey Advocate. Uh, this is a 123.6 proof. Um, Jerry, what was the price on this? I couldn't find pricing. So I was able to do... A little homework on this. I've seen this bottle go as high as two hundred dollars. I oh, think that's insane. Uh, I w- was lucky enough to get this bottle for around sixty dollars, so that okay. was actually pretty good. I'm glad you only asked. Us yeah, for yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a couple other notes on this thing: it's aged for uh, four years. Um, the mash bill is seventy percent corn, twenty one percent rye, nine percent m- malted barley. Uh, the proof is variable, obviously, because it's uncut, unfiltered. Um, it is a limited availability bottle. Um, let me see. Actually, fun fact about this. Uh, in June of 2019, uh, one of Blue Note's uh, rickhouses uh, suffered uh, a collapse due to a summer storm. So they lost about 1,000 barrels and a million dollars to muck and mud. 
Um, it destroyed nearly 10 million pounds of crumbling six stories to the ground for their whole rickhouse. Um, so they lost some of the taste, but they kept some flavor and they kept it in the barrels that survived. So this is kind of like a journey, a story of the uncut, unfiltered blue note right here. So um, for the next four months, these bottles just sat outside in the elements until they huh. could find storage. So when I saw this bottle, I got pretty excited about it because uh, somebody had just been recently talking to me about like the Blue Note 17 year. That bottle, I guess, is like very expensive. Yeah. So I when that. I saw the opportunity to purchase some sort of Blue Note, because obviously sometimes some of this stuff's pretty hard to find. Uh, I'm not really like a guy that shops for my bourbons and my whiskeys and my spirits online. So I like to be able to go around and look and hunt for things. And when I saw the opportunity to buy this bottle, and it was a really nice price. I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow. I mean, this was the number seven bottle of the year last year. So, I mean, why not take a shot on it? I mean, it's a high proof. You know, we like high proof whiskey. We like to pair it with good cigars. Why not? I mean, high proof. I mean, we're, we're, we're smoking the Volstead here. I mean, everything back in that era was probably high proof. So. Um, oh, I had a little uh, little fun note about the Volstead Act. So, um, a, a fun blue note. Well, a, a fun fact better about, than a fun brown note. <laughs> fun fact about the Volstead Act as it relates to like some alcohol that was allowed. So you're only allowed to have beer that was half a percent, half a, half, half a percent, and point then they, five uh, ABV. Exactly, and then they tried to pass a law that would get a three point two beer. Um, so three point two percent by alcohol. So you damn well know that. They were fudging the numbers on those these brewers. I just wanted to bring that up because, like, this is 123.6. We are drinking some high proof. Um, what kind of first initial tasting notes, smells, anything? What are you guys getting on this? Because I got a slight Kentucky hug just in the back of the throat. Didn't go down to the chest or anything like that. So uh, I had a little of this bottle the other day. Yeah, we got to do a fresh pop on this. Yeah, we're going to do a fresh pop because I have a second bottle of it. I was actually really excited to drink more of this. That will go away. Uh, when I was drinking this wh- or this whiskey the other day, um, obviously that was on Father's Day. I was shooting some pool with my buddies. We had a good time smoking some cigars. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that like initial, you know, first sip, first couple sips, you're getting like a long Kentucky chew. It's sitting on the back of your tongue. Uh, from my experience, it went away and it became really sweet. And I hope that you guys get that. You know, I maybe that's just the corn bringing out the sweetness, but. It, it definitely is very good. You're almost getting like a honey, uh, almost sort of like it, it's kind of tastes like vanilla on oh, the back end. Really? But that that's just me. Uh, but it does get really sweet. It tastes really good. And I, yeah, I hope you guys like it. I, I hope you guys enjoy it the way I liked it the other day. I do like it. Um, I'm not getting that honey and vanilla just yet. Um, you're right about the Kentucky hug. It hits you initially and then it goes away because I'm almost it done It sits with- on the back of the tongue almost for yeah. a little while. It's, a, it's in the very back. Yep. I 100% agree with you right there. Um, the only thing I'm getting, you said honey and vanilla. I'm getting a little bit of orange zest. I don't know if you swirl around oh. in your mouth, a little bit of orange zest sweetness. So we'll go to Gio, see what he's uh, got. I mean, this at. bottle has been opened, the, the one that we poured. I mean, obviously, we're going to re-pour this. The neck on that might be pretty hot. <laughs> vanilla all day. See? That's, you, that's you, literally like, I got the vanilla over the heat. Like I still felt the heat, but it like the vanilla was it's very, very sweet. This shit's good, man. Yeah. I like this. Even though it's high proof and this shit could definitely put you on your the, ass. the way I described this bottle, Caleb, was this bottle 
This bottle's bad news. This this could be a lot of fun. What do you want me to pop this thing? Yeah, you're gonna do the pop. All right, um, we'll keep keep I talking. Just, I just gotta ask: Is this bottle busting? Is it busting? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the afterherf. You know what though? I actually. Um, but that, wait, wait, hold on beforehand. But speaking of the afterherf, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube, and catch the afterherf any single time. Now back to Caleb. What an ad. Maybe after the initial uh, orange zest taste, I am picking up on some vanilla. I, it's not just you guys talking about it. It's not in my head. I can really start to pick up the smell and taste. All right, well, second bottle. Here we go. Fresh pop. Oof. Ooh, that was a good one. It's always so, it's like so satisfying when you get the good fucking bottle pop, ain't so, it? It's some ASMR when you do it right there on the mic, <laughs> you dirty, you dirty boy. <laughs> dirty boy. <laughs> you want this back, bud? Yeah, I could use a boar. All right, I'll take the neck pour. I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll see if I have the same experience because uh, I remember it being very hot off the Jerry rip, and I was that like, "Long Whoo. neck." <laughs> Give me that neck. But anyway, <laughs> this stuff. Uh, real excited to pair this with the the Volstead, but uh, Geo, let's get into this episode, buddy. What what did we have planned for tonight? So. Obviously, this is an episode that's going to be coming out uh, the week, uh, I think either the week before we leave for PCA. So for you guys, we wanted to have a little PCA primer and, you know, tell you guys what we're looking forward to, what to expect from us and, you know, really get in the meat of it because now we've got the main meat of it. Yeah, that was a tee up for you there, buddy. You know, me and Jerry will be there. Unfortunately, Caleb is uh, unable to make this particular trip. We'll try and get him there back in March for the next one. But we went through, we've been researching, trying to figure out what we want to get to. You know, it's a very large show, and I wish we could give every single manufacturer the time they deserve. But, like, we have to obviously make sure and go through it here. And this is what to expect for us to try and get a hold of, you know. Obviously, we will talk to our regular, you know, buddies that we've had on the show in the past and things like that. That's a given, you know. We're going to go see our boy Jake. We're going to go see Oliver. We're going to go see, you know, everyone. Obviously, we will be with our boys from Cigar Hustler. And I'm ready. You ready? Buddy, I look forward to going to the show. Since you left the last one? Yeah, since I left. (laughs) Yeah, since the last time I left, man. I've been looking forward to going back, man. Just the experience of being there is just really cool. So when you walk in there and you're like a newer cigar smoker, you you know, you got three years maybe that you've been smoking cigars. Obviously, in three years, I've smoked a lot of cigars. Mm-hmm. So when I go there, it's like a kid in the candy store. You're just like, oh, my God, bro. Listen, every person that you idolize in this industry, they're all there. You can walk right up to them, meet them. They're all friendly for the most part. Uh, it's just an experience that every cigar smoker, if you have the opportunity to do it, should try to go to the show. Yeah, really, you should. And if you're a fucking, uh, you know, a retailer, definitely, you should 100% be going to the show. You should be going to the show. If you're not going to the show, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why you're not going. This is how you find these new products that are coming up. Well, to add to that too, like it's this organization does so much for the industry like majority of these proceeds from anything from pca like go towards 
keeping the cigar industry from being regulated the way of the Volstead Act. We don't want a equivalent for cigars. Like, eventually, like, there might be some form of prohibition for tobacco, and it's a scary thought. Every one of these little bills that come out that try and get passed, these sneaky little bills that yeah. the states try and pull, they all negatively affect the way you can purchase a cigar, how much it, how much a cigar costs. The government, they don't want you to be able to purchase a, like a tax-free cigar. Some states. Yeah. Those awesome few states that there are, good for you guys. But for the most part, we always talk about the war on tobacco. This shit is crazy, man. And what's crazy that I just we're going to briefly touch on the tax thing because we could go off for three hours on that. I don't think anyone's saying that everything should be tax free like that is a unique privilege to some states, but just reasonable, just reasonable is all that matters. Like, let's not go increase the price of a specific item double with like 100 percent tax rates, 75 percent tax rates or generational bans like. You would you you wouldn't do that with almost any other product. You would just try and make your money instead of trying to. Especially, some of these states are in such deficits. De- yeah, deficits. Uh, I get my check sometimes, and I look, and I'm like, "This is what you took from me for a two week paycheck. How are you in a deficit? If you take this from most working people, how could you possibly be overspending? How? It's impossible." Dude, we're, I don't want to go off in a fucking government tangent. Yeah, yeah we, government we tangent. Because like, I'll start going down a fucking rabbit hole here. But, but obviously, PCA is coming. There's some things that we're looking forward to. So with that said, Jerry, I'll let you kick it off. What's the first thing you want to get from PCA or go to? You say get like we're just going to get shit. Listen. Like see. The reason, I mean? the reason I want to go, I like making these relationships with people. Obviously, we run a podcast. It's nice to make these relationships with people so these guys want to come on and, and talk about their products. I want these people to come on our show. Like, I want the the big names of the cigar industry to know that, hey, listen, this is a platform that you can come on and advertise your product and and, and talk to us and, and, and let our audience and let the cigar industry and the cigar world know what you have coming out, what kind of things you're working on. How you're helping the you know the cigar industry fight the government? That's what I look forward to. Awesome. I look forward to talking to these people and getting the relationships. <laughs> what are you laughing, bud? Because man, I got a real like heartfelt answer there. I thought I was gonna get the yeah. I can't wait to go to the Rocky booth and grab a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, first of all, they serve Sam Adams, bro. It's pretty awesome. That is, it's like a when you go to all these booths. Every booth is unique in its own way, but you go to the Rocky Patel booth, they got a bartender that works there serving Sam Adams, and you're just sitting there, and that's like a party booth, man. Got Rocky running around. I mean, like I said, and and this is no exaggeration, you can meet anybody in the cigar industry at the show. Anyone. Any fucking master blender, any owner of any huge company, they're all there, man. This is like, this is the Disneyland of... The industry. Well, like, what's crazy is, like, we think of, so, last year after you went, like, that was Freud's debut, right? We got to smoke the Super Ego. Mm-hmm. Now, what's crazy is, one year later, this brand has been around. What, one year ago they started? Like, roughly? I don't know the exact date. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Some of their cigars are $50 a stick. 50 bucks, man. They got that uh, new one debuting as well, right? With the They just announced with the label. It's like blue, baby blue or something like that. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, they I announced I something. That. I forgot what it was called. Maybe I, you guys will see it there. I just remember seeing it and I was like, oh, okay. Then I saw the price point and I was like, damn, this shit's more than a Davidoff. <laughs> Yeah, they're going for like $30 at some stores up here in New York. So it's crazy. But uh, I remember it being a great cigar. Nevertheless, maybe you guys will actually, you know, talk a little more with the guy. Maybe, you know, potential uh, potential show interviews and guests. Yeah, no, I definitely think they would be, a, you know, a welcoming. But that's the big point. Like, I mean, Jerry totally hit the nail on the head. Yes, we're excited to see all the new products coming out. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's what matters to you guys. Like, you want to know what is new and what should i buy and listen where can i get it i can go to this show this year say fuck it i don't feel like podcasting anymore get a shit ton of cigars to try myself never put any content out or i can go and say listen i'm here on a mission i want to bring you guys the best products possible i want to bring interviews i want i want to bring these guys on our show so you guys have something cool to listen to like Dude, let's face it. We're all in this hobby together, right? Like, anyone listening to this show, and maybe this isn't a hit home for some of you guys and ladies out there, when you're smoking a cigar, sometimes you're like, man, I really appreciate this cigar. This is really cool. And, you know, I I really wonder what goes into making this cigar. And that's why I want to bring these people on, man. I want to make these relationships. This, This is more to, like, this became more than a hobby to, I say, the three of us, right? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Like, I can 100% say that with certainty. This is more than a hobby for us. Well, you got guys that we have relationships with that are across the country. We got, you know, Mike Palmer and Boots down in Florida. We got Oliver, you know, in... Is he based... No, I thought he was... Is he based out of Vegas or is he based out of New Hampshire? I couldn't remember. I'm pretty sure he does both. I think he was in New Hampshire. He's all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah, You know what he is because the the Cranberry uh, League. That's what I remember what he said. But, okay, that's New England. Jake, Ohio, like they're all over. Like, and these are people we talk to and text back and forth. Like, do, do you know what's amazing about these relationships, though? It's because of a fucking leaf. We wrong. we spend precious hours of our lives. How much time do we have, man? What's the average life expectancy? Like seventy four years old. Something. Average, average. You know that doesn't. I mean, for most of us, but. We want to bring you guys content, and we want to make sure that we're making relationships. The show, I mean, that, that's what we're going for. We're going to the show to make relationships. To better the podcast, to give you guys, for your viewing pleasure. Well, dude, obviously, we could sit here and talk about, like, all the cool people we want to meet, but yeah. is there any... Uh, Gio, as a PCA virgin coming up, right, to the show. By the way, before I get into this, that cigar is called The Disruptor. What? The Freud. Okay. All right. But, uh... Oh, that new one? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But, Gio, what are you looking forward to doing at the show? Obviously, this is your first time going. Obviously, yo, hey, man, we're we're two guys in our 30s, two good-looking guys about to go to Vegas. <laughs> I know, obviously, it, it could be, you know, like the craziest weekend of our lives, but we're going to Las Vegas to go to a cigar work. show. This is, it, this is a work trip for yeah. us. Right, first off, like, you know, I don't... Obviously, we both have significant others, you know. Yeah. I have my girlfriend. I'm not going to be sitting there 
fucking. That's not what I meant, but right. I mean, but like, you, you say good-looking like, guys in we're Vegas. We're two good-looking like, guys shit, in like... Vegas, and and some guys can relate to that and just say, "Man, I'd be going there to have the craziest time of my life." Yeah, like I'm not gonna have my face like, buried it. in some stripper. Like, there's a, there's no, a whole no, no, different... no. Listen, that's not what I meant at all. I mean, Hang like. On. Listen, we, keep, we're keep going to Las Vegas. Yeah, we're going to Las Vegas for a completely different reason. Right. Like, I, I, I've i done that Vegas trip where, like, I've went to, you know, party my face off. Are you ready to go and smoke the most cigars you've ever smoked in a day? Yeah. Because that was an adjustment for me last year. Because I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand how many cigars you're going to smoke at the show. See, like, the thing is, is... The hardest thing for me is going to be if I like a cigar, I have a hard time putting it down, but I know it's just going to be like, all right. And I can tell you this from experience. There are cigars that you're going to be like, man, I really, all right, I got to make, I'm taking this band. I got to remember this one because this one (laughs) is special. And that's how it was last year for the DBS with me. Rocky put out that DBS. I was like, God damn, man, this thing is absolute fire. This is so good. I don't want to put this cigar down. And then you go and you're like, you go to the next booth and you start talking and you almost in a weird way feel like I wouldn't say disrespectful because obviously, you know, they all know what you're there to do. You're right. there to smoke cigars. You're there to talk. You're there to network. You're there to, you know, purchase products. Obviously, we're there. I mean, obviously, that's the retail side of things. You're The exhibitors are the ones that are, you know, selling cigars. People are there putting in their orders for their stores. But then there's us. You know, we get to go. We get to go and talk to these people as media. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get to. They're not trying to sell us anything. Right. We want to help them sell their product. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess it's more so just being in the, the heart of it that's going to be really cool for me. Like, you know, like I said, we get to see our boys. We get to go walk around, meet some new people that we've had, you know, either conversations with or tried to link up with. And, like, hopefully we can work that out. Uh this for us is like a real, like you went as a retailer last year. This is a welcoming to the cigar community for us, especially since we've joined cigar hustler and like, I want our brand to be out there too. So they know what we're about because we're still young, but like we've grown a lot, obviously in a short, short time. Again, I always, I always refer back to the first episode (laughs) that was unerable. Well, you know what, guys? I think a lot of people might recognize you before you recognize them. So hopefully that's a good thing. Well, it is a good thing. That would actually be really cool, man. I, I, I don't know how I would react to that, but obviously I'm a very, uh, you know, I'm a pretty humble person. Well, uh, just make sure Gio gets a down-to-herf shirt, and you better rock that jersey. It's already in the works, buddy. All right. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, dude. I don't even know if this is, like, uh, in the shot at all, yeah, dude. Like, oh, like, get it? Oh, you got to flip the camera, yeah. Yeah, I have, like, this... Sweet ass baseball jersey that I picked up, man. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, be hitting dingers on that. You gotta, you gotta rock it. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys will be recognized, and that'll be a good thing for the pod. Yeah, I mean that is gonna be really cool, like an experience. Like obviously, like cigar industry is so niche, and like there's the personalities and things like that. Like I don't know what other media companies are going to be there. Like on the podcast side of things, we know the other players in the game, but. uh then like wherever you get your cigar news though i just want to say this continue to get it from them too because these guys they dedicate a huge part of their lives to a hobby that like you can go and pick up any cigar at the store and be like yeah you know i'm gonna just give this one a try but listen these guys 
and like people like us, you know, we dedicate a lot of our time as media and and we want to make sure that you guys know that you're smoking good stuff or or if it's worth, you know, trying stuff, you know? Yeah. Like obviously we put a lot of our life into this. It's more than a hobby. Uh, you know, it's almost become part of our lives. A hundred percent. Like the amount of just scheduling, we just scheduled like four interviews for future episodes and it's just like, fuck, well, where are we going to do this? Is that hopefully this works? And fuck. Like, All right. So yeah. tell me, what are you looking forward to most, Gio? Well, is there, mean, a, is there any kind of like particular stand you're looking forward to? Not stand, but like obviously like a booth. Is there something you're looking forward to? I don't care what it is, Gio. Just tell me something you're looking forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into some of the more unique blends that are coming out. Whether there's, you know, I I love the Saka stuff. So I saw recently after just looking in and doing our research, they're releasing like five different blends. Mm-hmm. And like some are really re, uh, re-releases and different Vitolas. Like uh, they got... Brulee brulee blue. I can't talk today. The brulee blue. Brulee blue unicorns coming out, which those are going to be cool. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to drop a hundo on a brulee blue, but it's one of the cigars that their price point is damn near forty dollars for a regular. I guess it's essentially buying two cigars to smoke in a short time frame. There. Yeah. Did you guys see what uh Saka's going to do at his booth? He's giving out like uh, bags of uni- unicorn poop. And they're doing a raffle for like a, a Rolex watch or something like that. He really? put it up on his uh, Facebook page. I saw that. So he's giving out like bags of unicorn poop, and there's gonna be like a a raffle or one lucky winner of a nice watch. I just want to. So roly, make sure you roly, stop roly, by. Roly, roly. <laughs> That'd be yeah, pretty. You sweet. Gotta stop by. You know. Yeah. Oh, I, I think get, the plan the was definitely poop? to stop by. Oh, of course. The DTH Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I just saw him post that on Facebook. I was like, definitely got to bring that up if we're talking about a PCA episode. Yeah, for sure. I know, obviously, Caleb's been a big, big foundation guy, like, and we're going to have to make a trip over there. Obviously, you know, Mike just had Nick on their show, and that episode went crazy, because yeah. that's Rogan's boy. Yeah. Like, and that's you're, like you're a- talking to a guy who has a direct connect with Joe Rogan. Like, that's the, his guy, dude. Awesome that's his story. cigar guy. Well, dude, it's the he's the biggest. Joe Rogan is the biggest media personality in the world. Right now, yeah. It's not even close. Right. Like, it's, it's literally not even close. And Like, insane. And that's this dude's, like, fucking cigar plug. Yeah, make sure definitely make sure you guys hit up that booth. Talk to Nick, because um, he's got, like, a cigar debuting at PCA, and uh, some new releases coming out in fall, too, so definitely be interested to talk to him. Pick his brain. Well, well, what what, what cigars it? are coming? All right, well, in fall, um, they're announcing new Charter Oak, Perganto, Connecticut Shade, and Pasquale, Connecticut Broadleaf. Uh, they're a tribute to Nicholas's grandfathers. Cool. Okay. So something I really like the Charter Oak, um, the line that he puts out. And then uh, what's the name of the, P- the PCA exclusive one? Um, uh, Met Meta Metapa. Metapa. Okay, that's I don't know how to say it, but yeah, that'll be out too. So like a new release. Oh, what the hell is that? So it's, def- a, it's so it's dedicated to a famous Nicaraguan poet. I remember that much. Matapa? Matapa or Metapa. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not, def- not menopause. That's debuting at PCA, though, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. that is another thing. Like, that's what I'm excited. All these companies bring these crazy exclusives that they put it out as a tester for PCA, a lot of them. Like, it's very rare these are one-off blends. 
their goal is to see how the market reacts and if they can make it a regular production. Like to go back to Dunbarton with Saka, like they just converted their event only cigar, the Pulpetta, into a regular production. I've never even had those. Yeah. Like, and they're debuting their new. I remember uh, being told that you would never see that cigar again, and that was probably three weeks ago. And then now it's going to be. It's been announced that it's going to be a regular production cigar. Right. And there's just so much. Like, you go down the list here, like, in my notes that I have for it. Uh, I definitely want to check out the Forge booth. I want to see how that goes, because that's STG's, like, foray back. And it was the Alec Bradley booth. Uh, You got... That was a huge booth, too, by the way, last year. So, there's that. uh, Stolen Throne. I want to check out what they got debuting. Yeah, Their last cigar, Lee Marsh put out. I like I said, we reviewed it on the show. It was the uh, Phantom Queen. Really great blend, man. They had some issues with the packaging, though, man. And this, I mean, it happens. I get it, but you you, we you learn and you go that. for. No, yeah, Half Wheel yeah. came out and said it too, dude. The picture looks so bad. Well, I mean, they put the picture on and they were like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if. It was purposely supposed to be like this. That's how bad the box was. Like the and like, and and listen, this is no disrespect. I mean, obviously, there's a learning curve. Uh, some of the stuff they put out, like the what is it called, the arms, the uh, the crook, crook of the, the crown, crown, which is a great cigar. Their stuff. I even my cousin Josh, he was at the store the other day, Facetime. He's like, "Hey man, I'm in the humidor. What should I grab?" I saw some Stolen Thrones. I said, dude, grab that one with the crow on it. That's the Kirk of the Crown. It's a really great cigar. I think you'll really like it. Like, listen, there was a packaging issue. It doesn't mean the blend sucked. The blend yeah. was awesome. Well, it was a great cigar, just minus that it had some issues. Nice morning stick. Yeah. Uh, it would oh, yeah. Work great with the morning coffee. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, well, is... Don't say that, because there, there's people that don't like when you say, oh, I could have looked at the wrapper and said that it would have been great with a coffee. A morning, re- morning Red Bull or energy drink. Okay. Yeah. And, like, companies aren't infallible. They make mistakes. Like, just remember, one of the most famous cigar lines had a mistake in that monster series that affected the production of those cigars. It's a mistake, and it happens. And that was yeah. early on in the in the uh, in that that company's history, right? History. And it's early for Stolen Throne. But here's the thing, though: it repeated itself. There was another paint issue. That was a different brand, but it I know. Happens. But I'm saying it still can happen. It's like, it's not uncommon for a company to fuck something up. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, just look past it. Try to enjoy the blend, and don't discredit an entire company for one, one cigar. Because you know, obviously, these companies work hard. Like they've done some store exclusives that they that I've smoked and stolen thrown. Like I was like, wow, these are really good. Like. I think they need to grow a little more so they can actually, you know, budget it. Because it seems like all of their resources are going into the quality of the cigar. And we know with anything, like, cedar ain't cheap. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to pack these things right. And packaging ups the pricing. And it's harder for a company like Stolen Throne to say, hey, I'm going to charge a premium price, but you don't know the Stolen Throne name, but they're charging what fucking Romeo and Julieta might charge. Let me tell you something about Stolen Throne. Ready? Mm-hmm. Last year at the show, there's everybody there. They have this little wagon, right? Mm-hmm. 
They're they're running their entire show out of a wagon. Okay, that's awesome. Them two, it was Lee Marsh and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they were like the nicest two guys. Uh, one of the nicest two people I talked to at the entire show. You know, just a new company trying to get their name out there, putting out some great products, and, and I really like to have a conversation with them. You could tell that like they're new in the game, man. And they care. Yeah, they care. Exactly. Like, they cared. It, they took the time to talk to us and I and you can feel that. You know genuine you know genuine conversation when you have it. Listen, I, I can't fault it because we're new and we've made mistakes. We've had stuff go wrong. It happens, so, dude. It happens. No. Like anyone who listened to that stolen throne episode and was like, oh fuck, I'm staying away from that company. But that wasn't what it was about. Right. Like, I'm just saying, like that un- that was just an unfortunate thing and like we have to be honest. Sure. And but it doesn't steer me away from them. I know I'm going to try it. Like, I'm going to probably love their new release like I have with their other products. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's any chance the packaging on their next product is bad? Probably not. No, right I don't believe back, so. Yeah. I think that they might go with like the traditionally their stuff comes in the bundles like their foil. So I yeah. think that like they might stick with that in the interim until they can really perfect that process. Because I think that might have been their first box. I know it was their first LE, so maybe that was it. Uh, but what was the so they're dropping the Yorktown and it's a really cool logo. It's like a ship. I'm assuming it's some kind of ode to like the travel from, you know, England to the Americas, things like that. I haven't really read too much in the story of it. They haven't published a lot. I'm sure at the show we'll hear the you know stuff behind that. Obviously, like I'd be a goddamn liar if I didn't say I can't wait to go to the tap booth. That, yeah, I was going to ask you guys that because you just brought up like something about that. So I'm sure you guys can't wait to go there. Well, they have the the, the surrogates Big Ten. That's a regular production cigar. Great. Steak. Yeah, they, it's going to be regular production. They got rid of. Oh, which which one of them did they get rid of? They discontinued one of the surrogate lines and now they're bringing in the Big Ten. Maybe the satin glove. I think it might have been the satin glove. Ooh, that was such a good smoke, too. Now they're like also bringing in the Tuxla Belanc. Oh, huh? Cool. So anybody that's ever smoked that Belancre, the thing's a really, really good right. cigar. They're doing it in a Mexican San Andreas. I noticed, obviously, we, we've talked on the Tatuaje and how they, they, they keep doing their blends in the, you know, the, the Tuxla seri- series. Tuxla, it, it's, Tuxla, whatever the hell it's I don't saying. know how to say that shit, man. Yeah. I try to say it appropriately, but <laughs> let's face it, dude. Yeah. I don't know how to say that shit. I try. Hey, all, I you, try. Can do, all you can do is try it. I got one for you guys. I know you guys are going... I would, I think I'd really like you guys to check out Epic Cigars to get the A Bronx Tail Cigar by Chaz Palminteri. Um, I think that's what I'm really looking forward to. There's a lot of hype around it. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it'd be really cool if you guys went there, talked to those dudes, and who knows, maybe uh, Chaz will be there. Listen, I'm he's just, it, he is going to be there. All right, yeah, cool. It's confirmed. He, it is confirmed. He is going to be there. You know what? He's got a great podcast. Um, I love listening to him. He's a man of uh, many wise words. So uh, the definitely. saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Oh no, dude, that's one of the best quotes of all time. Yeah, it's not wrong either. So, it's it's spot so on. Was so wait, was he the one that said it, or was it De Niro? De Niro like said De Niro, it to yeah. his son. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, no, the door test was Sonny's character. Exactly. In that movie. There you go. Fuck that. The door test. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. I I hope you guys check out that booth. I've been seeing a lot of them uh, when I look on their Facebook page. Just that whole group. Um, I'll tell you what I'm looking the- forward to. I'm looking forward to going to the Cavalier tent. 
Hell yeah. I knew I knew you would Hell, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys definitely. Because you like the Cavalier cigars, man. Definitely got to tell Sebastian I said what's up. I will. And we'll get him on the pod. And yeah. We're well, we, we had something. We were trying to work something out with him. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if it works Homie's out. Homie's a world traveler. Yeah. Like, but we're all going to be in the same place at the same time. Finally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one at as well. So make the same sure, damn time. Make sure you guys go there, too. Tell him I turned you on to Cavalier cigars. So. I mean, you you get credit for that one. Thank you. What is it? The the Viso Jalapa B eleven. That was the first one we did. B two. The B two B eleven. I don't was, know if it's a two or eleven. That was the first one we did, and then John uh, brought us the Ali from twenty twenty two, which was another great cigar. Yeah, they yeah. scored nineties, both of them, right? Yeah, in our nineties, both both, high, both, both high of them were in yeah. our nineties, along with uh. The two things, right? That did well, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was, was a, a part of two things. That was yeah. a collab with Fable. Fable. Um, yeah, their factory has been killing it. Like we, I, we've said it before, they're, they're probably going to be in the running for factory of the year because they've put out some solid, solid products, and they're very unique with that whole gold leaf thing. But you know, what is it? Olivia is trying to steal their thunder and make a full <laughs> three hundred dollars cigar, man. Fuck you. I feel like that's a gold. <laughs> Why do you say it like that, man? They're trying to, they're I, trying to get in the gold leaf market, dude. I, I'm I feel sorry, like that's I, a gold foil around. It's not like a gold leaf that burns when you smoke through it. I feel like it's just the gold leaf around the the cigar, the wrapper of the cigar. I don't think you could smoke through it. I, listen, hey, have you ever gotten down to the the diamond yeah, on the Cavalier? Yeah, yeah it I, doesn't it, smoke. It's cool that it just goes. It just right sits there in and the it stays ash. in the diamond. It's yeah, in the ash. I, lo- I it's love. Pretty that. sweet. It is sweet. If you ever, if you very get, unique. If you guys get a chance to smoke Cavalier, do it. Um, if you don't always do the any Cavalier with a gold foil on it, uh, just smoke the like Trace de la Quantes line. Uh, I've said it multiple times on the show. Great sticks. Uh, comes in like three different blends. Uh, smoke it. It's awesome. It's a little cheaper too, like about ten dollars a stick. Do it. Yeah. Dude, there's so much to look forward to. Uh, obviously, going to Roma Craft and meeting the guys. Like, obviously, yeah. hanging out with the guys is going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, you know, we haven't really got to spend all, like, time as a group together since this has happened. So, like, we've, you know, had countless phone calls and, you know. Fantasy football and, driving and, and stuff like yo, that. Last year, Boots, we drove your ass nuts. Mm-hmm. We talked so much shit about the Dolphins. It's going to be another fun year. He's definitely. Uh, there's no way he's not going to be in the league, right? I can't imagine oh, why. Can't he wait. Would. Did he finish in last place? Yeah. No. Did he? Oh, I thought. I think he was at the bottom. If he wasn't last, he was second last. Sorry, boots. <laughs> but we'll do it again. We'll play back the Down to Her Fantasy League. If you want to get on it, let us know. Maybe we'll make it like. I ex- think I shit the bed too, didn't I? Uh, didn't a, a, you, I? I didn't make st- the playoffs in either league I was in. You started off hot, shit the bed. Um, but maybe this year we'll make the Down to Herf like an exclusive like cigar league. So you got to be part of like a podcast or a company to get in the league. All right, yeah, I'm maybe, okay with maybe, that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll right see. We'll that. see if we can fill we'll up the see. spots. We'll see. I don't think we might. I don't think we'll have a hard time. Nah, we'll, we'll see. If you like fantasy football and you've been on the podcast or want to be on the podcast, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fuck the Dolphins. That's one last jab. <laughs> that that oh, I'm looking forward to saying that in person. There's a thing. <laughs> again. Yes. You don't remember being drunk at uh at the NCC three year anniversary? Yeah. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Fuck Tua. <laughs> oh, Even though man. I, I yeah, you know, he did ball out like until his brain went to mush. Yeah. Like, hope he's wish him the best health wise, but you know, we'll see what happens. Hold this them, year. hold them two L's again. See what happens this year with Tua. I mean, you never know. Yeah. 
We'll never, we'll never know. And then obviously now Tyreek Hill. But dude, we we're, this isn't yeah, a football we'll show. We're we'll talking about happens. PCA right now. Uh, I am looking forward to going like LFD. Obviously, um, you know Arturo Fuente. I'm looking forward to going to Padron. All the big names, all the big players. Uh, there's another company I'm looking forward to. Is Fratello going to be there? I, I'm almost positive they are. That they put out really good cigars. That's one we haven't done on the yeah. show, and I really want us to do. I really like the Fratello line. We should. I, I agree. It's definitely been something I've been looking into. Haven't, you know, jumped the gun and bought one yet, but I think we should. Obviously, we know Pravada Cigars is going to be there. Yeah. Got to talk Got to talk to Brian. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk set to up, Brian. Set up another interview. The, the, the redemption, now that we uh, figured out our issues. Then, um, actually, here's one. This is going to be a shock, because we've we smoked this brand on the show before, but only once. And I don't know why we've only did it once because they have an amazing reputation in the industry. Illusion. Yeah, that's one. Uh, are they putting anything special out? They have a PCA exclusive they're dropping. Of course uh, they do. I didn't get to see what the details were on it, but the only thing we've smoked from them is their Candela. And I, obviously, I know that was going to be like a bit of a losing battle from the get go because it was. Before Jerry learned to handle bits and pieces of Candela. <laughs> oh, no. We did that other Illusion, that uh, Lancero that was like OG from 2015. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a yeah. high ratings. I forgot what it was called. What but um, was that cigar called? I'll look, I'll look back through the grade. But that was like a, it was a Lancero. It was OG from 2015. It was like a bomb-ass smoke. Uh, I think we did it with uh, another group interview. Hmm. Because, I, yeah, I think we did. I forgot all about that. It was a landscape. Around Christmas time. It was time definitely we did it. a landscape. We did it no, around I, Christmas time. Because we had the box, I remember. Um, I'll find it. I'll find it. Shit. But again, that's a brand that, like, there's so many cigars. Like, we could realistically, if we wanted to, smoke a different brand line every show. Like, obviously, we have our habits of what we go to, guys. Like, you know there's going to probably be a tad or a crown head somewhere in there, you know, just because, obviously, I'm a big crown heads guy. I'm a big tack guy. So is Jer. Like, I think we got to give Caleb credit here in the fact that he's probably brought the most diverse cigars into the lounge. You really have. And I have to say, um, like, to be honest with you, bro, when we first started, me and Gio were really set in, like, our stubborn ways. Like, eh, I don't want to try that. Uh, uh. Like, you have taught me, if there's one thing you've done for me, Caleb, it's to appreciate everything. And you've brought, like, I'm just throwing it out there. Like Gio said, you've brought diversity in the cigars that we smoke on the show. Like, dude, I don't think I ever would have started smoking Cavalier cigars. I don't think I would have started getting into, like, foundation. I think I showed you. You did. I think I showed you, like, a Cavalier, and you're like, eh, we'll see what it's about. Like, you're like, it looks cool, but we'll see. And, no, listen. That's you, bro. You're you're the guy that always goes out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I, I see. And me, I'm like one of these old guys at the lounge, man. I, I just stay in my 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 stubborn ways. I'm like, this is what I like. This is what I want to smoke. If I if I want to review that cigar on the show, I'll review it. But Caleb's really opened our eyes, and you know that's true, Gio, without yeah, a doubt. I, hey, I give give the man his due. You know what? I see something. It catches my eye. I know it's something we haven't done or that you guys have never talked about. I'm like, let's just give it a try. If I like it, I'll bring it up and I'll try to bring it on the show. 
Uh, the other illusion that we smoked was the Fume de Amor Juniperos. That's what ah, it was, the Juniperos. Yeah. And right. it did get um overall rating of a 91 from all three of us. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all so right. I remember it being a great cigar. Why the fuck haven't we got more Illusion? Like, exactly. It just seems to yeah, be an we, afterthought yeah, for whatever reason. We've done it twice on the show. Another brand I want to get into, dude, Viaje, dude. We don't yeah, ever yeah. touch on Viaje, and like it's been told to me many times, and again, I'm in my stubborn ways. They're like, Dude, if you like Tatuaje, dude, you will love Viaje. It has yeah. that crazy call following, just like fucking Tat does. I really they put out all their crazy special cigars for every holiday and all kinds of crazy stuff. I really wanted to try their Buckshot. The Buckshot, yeah, like it just sold seems like- out quickly. Yeah, the what was the it was the 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 hand grenade and bee or hand grenade and honey or whatever it was. That was one I wanted to try. Now they have some Fourth of July one coming out. They had the birthday blend they just put out. I mean, yeah, we definitely got to get into that. We mm-hmm. should. All right, let's. Uh, the only thing that scares that me is, dude, I don't need more of a crazy cigar <laughs> collection habit. My my collection is already like ridiculous. So, um, I don't know what to do with what I have. What I have, I have four full humidors of shit, and I don't know what to do with any of it. I oh. I continuously get more cigars, and I I just don't know. And I know you're about to say something, but I want to just touch real quick back on what Caleb just said about like the diversity in cigars and how he's brought that to the show and dude you saw that today live Gio we're at a cigar store I'm like oh man I really want to try that you know that's like one of the things that Caleb said that uh we should definitely try and I'm like oh yeah let me pick one up I'll, I'll give it a whirl like I picked up uh one of those uh Ferio Tegos I want to try it Oh yeah, I never do any of the yeah. timeless stuff, so I timeless. wanted to try that. Great blend. That uh, I got. We got to try some more there. Aladino, I picked up a few of those. We got to try some of the Ferro Tajo, the LEs. I know they're a little bit expensive, hard to find. I guess we'll have to buy it online. But I heard those are bomb. Yeah, yeah. they had a TAA. They have a TAA release that I, I would wanted. love to get those. And hard I mean, f- usually companies bring their heat for taa so you feel like you're getting their best so that's what i like to kind of try and judge them on obviously naturally every company has like an entry level cigar that you know isn't bad but isn't what they want to be their you know face if you will and so i think that taa that's a one nice thing if you guys have any taa retailers near you those are usually a good way to start if it's a new brand sure uh I mean, now there's going to be PCA exclusives, probably a tap PCA. They're going to get, and with these friggin' prices raising, they're going to get more of my money. Yay. <laughs> Gone are the, let's buy three, I'll, th- I'll smoke one now, smoke one later and save one. Gone yeah. are those days, right? Yeah. Fucking box sits there, might crack it open. Boxes Some- that aren't even open, they're just sitting there for years and years, like we don't even touch anything. It's just... I, boxes that are already six years old that are still sealed just sitting in a humidor well like, dude like those angels that i bought like holy shit like sometimes like we're definitely hitting a bit of a tangent here you know but anyone who's a really serious cigar smoker knows that like what it's like to buy shit then look in and forgot you had it <laughs> <clears throat> that's that's unfortunately Forget, me i'm sorry that's me Forget. yeah you're like oh shit like we still have like the T110s that like were the second release of them and like they're buried somewhere in your humidor. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was back when we used to just split boxes. Now yeah. we don't even split boxes. We just buy our own. 
I mean, we recently did. I mean, I feel like it's a good little flex here. Fuck it. We'll get it on there. Yeah, we were talking about this a few episodes back, and we did our homework to try and find this, and thankfully we were fortunate enough to have a local shop in the area that had them. We ain't giving up our honey hole, though. You know? Sorry. They don't do online anyways. But, Jerry, pop it up. You really want me to just bring this in? Flex. Yes. It's been sitting here the whole time. But, yeah. Is it in the shot? Uh, yeah. It's the the EP Carillo Pledge of Allegiance Those 2023 are- limited edition. Uh, that will be coming out for that fourth uh, fifth of July episode. I promise you, it'll be there. We are going to review that cigar. I am so excited for it. It was one that we are looking forward to, and it's one that I think Gio thinks he took credit for. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> only because I'm joking. Mean- I'm joking. Clearly, I'm joking. But yeah, shout out, guys. Thanks for all the reposts, even though you know. Just shoot us a follow. We'll appreciate that. <laughs> so I want to get back at this cigar. How are you guys feeling about this uh, this Volstead blend? Smooth. It is very smooth. Like, it's Dude, this is an easy cigar to smoke, man. I don't know if I'm just in a great mood because this whiskey is 123 proof, but man, this is pretty good. I'm I, enjoying myself tonight. I feel you on that. It's a uh, very smooth, easy smoker. Like like we said, it's still smelling great in the room. Still getting fat clouds out of this thing. I gotta say, the ash on this thing, impeccable. Uh, you have to literally ash it to get that ash down. So it's funny you say that. I actually yeah, you had a long ash going. Ever since I've been trying to like really taste cigars and and you know develop some kind of tasting notes more than just cream for certain listeners. Uh, we're going to give shots at this guy for like the next six months. You know what? We had a really nice comment on our last YouTube that it was like, it's a it's a show. It's not just all cigars. It's banter and it's a herf. That's well, it is. That's what a herf is. A herf is just the banter while we're smoking cigars. Yeah. I mean, that is a herf. And we talk about whiskey too yeah. and other related news. Yeah. But anyways, I've been trying to develop my palate. I'm trying to let that ash come out. But you're, you're spot on, dude. You really have to ash this thing. To get the ash to come off of it. Are, are we at about the same, like, lengthwise down to, the, like, almost the last third? Yeah, almost getting into that. You're coming out of the second third into yeah. that final third. I've noticed as it's gotten down a little bit, a little more peppery at the end. Uh, didn't taste it at the beginning. Definitely getting a little more pepper at the end. Um, could just be me, but I'm definitely feeling it, tasting it. I like it. Uh, Yeah, taking just a quick draw. I can see what you're saying. Uh, in the beginning, you you said there was no pepper you got on that, right, Gio? In the beginning, None. so for me, I did feel like there was pepper on the front, and then obviously, I feel like it significantly got lessened as I smoked through the cigar. Um, I didn't get to the spice. I I definitely got a very very medium so far. I I'm a little bit behind you guys. I think I'm more in the middle. Third. You think you could chain smoke the cigar, Gio? Um, I could probably smoke two of these. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Easy. It's a good stick, man. Yeah. Easily could do back-to-back. Is I this, mean, uh, you, you feel like this is something that you'd want to smoke again? Yeah, um, I actually think it pairs very well with this whiskey, too, and the high-proof point. Yeah, it's standing up to it. That's why, like, I know he said it's lighter, and Roma's typically got some balls. So, I wonder if this is just, like... On a normal scale, fuller, but we smoked a lot of like full body stuff, so it's medium to us. <laughs> Maybe, dude. I'm getting uh, leather notes for sure. 
I I didn't want to touch on it until we got to the end, but I'm a hundred percent with you yeah. on the leather. Leather, uh, leather smells, yes. leather taste. Yes. And I look at as a past baseball player, I do enjoy <laughs> the smell of leather. Chewing, chewing on your glove. Chewing on the glove, man. Just sitting over so, in right field, useless. What about the uh what about the whiskey? Uh any taste is changing, feeling the same, how are we liking it? Dude, all I know is that this bottle and I know you and I, Caleb. Geo, not so much. Geo is like a you know a two drink kind of guy. Like he really likes to just enjoy himself. Caleb, I feel like this is a bottle that you and I could just absolutely crush. And I, it wouldn't be a great day the next day, but like you could have a really good time with this. Oh yeah, we uh, did some damage last week, and uh, I feel like if we were gonna let loose and let go, we could definitely uh, do some damage on this blue note. I am still. This deep into the episode, after three pours, still getting that vanilla, uh, still getting a very sweet smell on the nose. Uh, the chew that this whiskey did have is gone. It's going right down, just like I explained it would. I don't know if you're having the same experience, yeah, but that's what I'm having. You ever notice if you ever get a little bit of whiskey on your hands, whether it's an overpour, a little spillage, something happens... And uh, you rub your hands together, and you really get that smell like you do like in a tasting seminar. Well, it's almost like that uh, ethanol dissipates a little bit, and it brings out all of the scents and all of the notes. Yeah, so that's what I'm getting at. You can really get that uh, corn mash bill smell, like uh, the ethanol in your hands when you do it. I just wanted to make a point of that when you're tasting some whiskey. So my wife actually just sent me like this little video, because, I mean, any person that's married here and has a wife that's on social media... And or has a friend like Caleb will just you send each other videos and memes all day. She sent me this video of this new sort of whiskey glass that they have. It has almost like four little points at the bottom. And they say if you swirl it around, this new glass can dissipate some of that ethanol and help you actually bring out more of the flavor in the whiskey. I like that's pretty cool. So I told her, I said, well, let's look into it. I mean, if that's something she's like, do you want one? And then she looked at it. And for some reason, this glass cost $60. What the <laughs> okay. fuck? For a, for a single glass. Actually, though, you know what? Might glass is surprisingly super expensive for like certain. I'm not wear. saying it's not. This is for one glass, though. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. But here's the thing, though. Am I like against giving it a try try wouldn't it be nice to just be able to maybe get rid of some of that ethanol and maybe bring out some more notes maybe it could be helpful i don't know listen it's a 60 dollar trial i understand that for some people they're like you're out of your fucking mind just drink it out of a relaxed glass like a man you ever see a man you ever see that there's a video it's going around i've seen it on like uh but just try it the interwebs it's like a video of a guy doing tastings and i can't remember if he's doing whiskey or wine he pours it into like the glass immediately and then he goes he swirls it around looks at the camera and he just immediately dumps it out and he goes you got to get rid of all the impurities first and then he pours another drink and then he just downs it i'm like he just i have seen the exact video you're talking about (laughs) and uh yeah we're not wasting whiskey here party foul no party foul yeah. And now to touch back on the cigar, because I did a couple retro hails while you guys were talking. Uh, did you by chance get like any like maybe I'm crazy here, like nut notes? Like I don't On the whiskey? No, on the cigar. Like I retrohaled and for whatever reason, like I got like an almondy smell. So I don't know. I feel like my sinuses are always fucked up, so I don't like to retrohale that much. Like are you talking about through the nose? Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a whirl real quick. We'll uh, see. Um maybe 
as Gio's saying that, um, the overall smell of the cigar, maybe a little bit of almond nut, I could see, because the room, like I said, from the beginning, the room's smelling good, and maybe it is a bit of a nutty smell. Not a creamy nutty smell, but something like an almond spread, maybe. I get it a little bit. Like I, I'm not, I don't know how to describe it though, so I'm not gonna stab at any notes. But the yeah, only I can thing see like what a, you're like saying. a like a toasted almond type thing. That's kind of what I got. Toasted, yeah, I can see that. Like, but I don't have this fucking refined palate. But I'm, we're trying. <laughs> we're get, hey, after a year, we're getting there. Yeah, like I still think this is the show for the everyman, and you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna tell you whether we think it's good or not, and we'll have our obviously our tasting notes of little things to what to expect. Uh, smoky little bugger, though. I mean, even then, like, I mean, what? I'm trying to think of what else I tasted when I was trying to do that here, but I don't know, man. I just feel like cigars are such an individual right. thing, like, as far as your palate. Uh, who really knows what you're going to taste? I- it could be literally anything. Yeah, I mean, for all, you know, like, some guy could be like, "Yeah, this is uh, smells like Kentucky blah, 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 yeah, Kentucky bluegrass." That might be you, fucking. After all, your lawn mowing you do. Greenest fucking grass on the block. It's <laughs> oh, not even close. Oh, dude, I made that comment. You should have seen how fucking that smile went ear to ear. You're like, "Yeah, I'm fucking proud of my lawn." Dude, I I I, I think I've even sent this to Boots and uh and, and the guys at Cigar Hustler. Dude, I had like. My dog took a piss on the lawn, and I was like, nah, man. It looked a little brown. I literally carved that shit out. I plant new seed. Dude, I can't do it. I, I can't stand. What? You don't like your lawn to look like the famous Arborvitae? No, dude, listen. The Arborvitae's there for a reason. <laughs> but. I think it, I think it's finally done, though. The Arbor's cooked. There's nothing, there's nothing left on it. <laughs> there's nothing left on it. It's actually, it's unbelievable. It's over a it's year. crazy. There's over a year's worth of urine on it. <laughs> yeah, look at this empty chair right now. Caleb just went to take a piss because he, no growing adult can just hold it for an hour and ten minutes. The lack of professionalism. I can't stand it. It's yeah. disgusting. He actually was throwing up. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Caleb, how's your piss? Was it good? Yeah. Did you shake more than three times? Good Charlotte says you're playing with yourself if you did. I'll tell you all about it in a second, because it is hot and sticky outside. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Listen, we got, obviously, we're all excited about the show. But we're we're, going to start wrapping shit up. We have a couple things we want to talk about besides the show. Uh, Looking forward to it. Right, Gio? Absolutely. I think this is now a great little tie-in to a segment known as Patrol Gone Wild. Patrol Gone Wild! We're doing it big! Alright, Caleb, we'll start with you, buddy. Alright, so my Patrol Gone Wild for the day is a Florida city is under quarantine after a deadly giant African snail has been detected. Um, This is from two days ago out of the New York Post. Um, we have that a 3.5 mile section of Myanmar in Broward County, Florida, uh, it's 11 miles west of Hollywood, has been covered in methyl hide, methyl hide based molecule style. It's ex- exterminated by giant African snails. So these snails, when they 
uh, crawling around, uh, cr crawling around, they leave this, I guess this goo, and it's very toxic. And this could be considered like a invasive species to Florida. Um, residents have been moved out of the areas and have been put in treatable areas. Um, it is a plant-based, kind of like a, it's from their eggs and that they're, oh, hell no. they're quarantining just because of the waste and the debris that these snails leave in people's soils, their yards, their waste, compost materials. So, um, it's also, uh, it's against the law to move any of these giant African snails while in this quarantine so they have to be left in place and, uh, I guess, left for the government to deal with, the Florida Department of a Agriculture. So I guess a real big problem down in Florida on the, uh, this is the Atlantic coast, you'd say. Uh, some of these snails can be eight inches long. So that's pretty big for a snail. Hold on, hold on. Is this a real story? Oh, yeah, this is real. Uh, it's in Broward County, Florida. Um, it's one of the most damaging snails in the world uh, to their threat to agriculture and human life. Um they carry uh, around a, a rat lungworm parasite that can induce uh, meningitis in humans. They're capable of ravaging vegetation and are known to dine on 500 different uh, plants species. And, and their eggs, they can lay up to 1,200 eggs a year. So you can have like all these snails that can cause great damage to vegetation. So is there any kind of plan for this? I guess they're going to quarantine and probably kill and destroy these uh snails so i mean like snail warfare the police <laughs> the police are gonna get involved with this they're gonna, like i guess it's their department of agriculture. I, I just have one question how has this patrol gone wild well um so the police have actually put up these <laughs> there we go so the police have put up these signs in uh myanmar and there are these notices that say giant african land snail inspectors are in the area and there's a phone number to call if you see these snails um I thought it was kind of funny. But if there's a phone number, you're almost calling in because they said you should be evacuated and not in the area, right? Well, if you see them call and evacuate, they've caused... Evacuate. These things are like this big, like eight inches. <laughs> like, they've... They, um, I just kill it. So they step on it. So they were first discovered in 2010 in Florida, twice eradicated before. Um, in 2021, they've... Uh, caused about $23 million worth of damage in Miami-Dade County, Florida. Um, and they collected about 170,000 snails in the area. No idea how these snails are getting in, but um, they're definitely causing a lot of trouble in Florida, and they need to be eradicated. This sounds like those... Uh... <laughs> like the the pythons that are running around there, dude. There's like an epidemic of those, too. Where they're coming Yo, through the ceilings? Yeah. Can, can I saw that. We just say that if you die from a snail like yo you got a bad hand like a snail killed you a snail dude i saw the funniest meme the other day about snails ironically it was like a it was a snail and a slug and it said what if snails are just or what if slugs are just snails that lost the house during the divorce <laughs> yeah i saw that before <laughs> it's pretty funny like damn bro my girl just took the fucking house, everything. I got nothing. I got nothing I got left, man. Just this what the fuck? Just this toxic ooze that I'm spreading all over the place and my dangerous uh, giant snail eggs. This is disgusting. Yeah, that's gross. It is gross. So, I mean, like, obviously, Florida agriculture is going to change a little bit right now while they're dealing with this. But, I mean, like, is there any kind of plan for this? Like, what are they going to do? I guess quarantine, fine, and kill. Uh, I if they can produce that many eggs, and at one time they found almost 200,000, 
Are you saying Jeez that this Christ. may be more dangerous than COVID nineteen? Uh, our guys in Florida will have to tell us that. Yeah, it remains yeah, yeah. to be unknown right now. Because Florida is one of those states that didn't do shit during COVID. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to get into my patrol gone wild here. I'm going to give some background on this clip here. Oh, needless to say, do not eat these snails as part of your escargot diet. Like if you're eating snails like they do in France. Don't eat yeah, these. Because th- these things are fucking nuts. I also have a question, guys. Did we forget the news segment? Or are we doing that after? That's after. Oh, yeah, we could do it after. Right. Yeah. So... This clip that I got for you guys here, it's going to be, I feel like you guys are going to appreciate it. There's a little bit of everything here. We got a guy who's clearly experiencing uh, either some very irate uh, rage and some form of, you know, breakdown here. And there's a golf element to it. So I can't wait for you guys to see what happens in this clip. Four. Oh, you'll see us here. Oh, wait, hold up. Oh, there's no sound. Oh, here it is. There, Caleb, you're gonna watch that. Want to watch this? This is fucking nuts. Yeah. Starts picking up some rocks. Oh fuck! Watch out! Throwing at some random person's house. Dude, what the fuck is even happening here? Oh, he busted a window. Oh, two windows. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hold that guy oh, they down. They said park it. <laughs> Put it in park. Dude just got ran over by a fucking uh, golf cart. Incredible. Incredible. Huh? And he said, you hear that if you catch it at the end, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Smoking on that flocka down there in Florida. Holy hell. First off, that was awesome. I appreciated that, actually. It's pretty fucking funny. But, like, you're the officer on scene. The first thing you see, a broken window. The second thing, a man under a golf cart. Like, where do you even go from there? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, there's a video of it. They're going to be like, yeah, this guy went crazy. He's having some kind of, like, mental health crisis. Uh, Gio and I dealt with one the other day. I mean, it was pretty funny. You know, it, it shit happens, dude. Gotta say, the guy in the neon shirt in the golf cart, hero of the day. Hero. Mm-hmm. Stopped a lot of property damage. <laughs> and if he didn't step on the brake, this dude was going in the lake with that golf cart. <laughs> 100%. He was, 100, he, was 100. he was zooming. That shit was funny. I just was like, whoa, that golf cart got some speed there. <laughs> it was like a fucking RKO out of nowhere. Side note, don't run over your friends on the golf course. Don't do that. I hate when I see those videos because I'm always like, these dudes are fucking assholes, dude. If somebody did that to me, I would probably punch them. In the oh, mouth. I'd be pissed. Someone ran me over the golf cart. Oh, what I if thought... they ran you over and threw mustard on you? Oh, I, I, I'd be fighting. I'd be swinging. I'd be swinging irons. There you go. Would you be fighting because of the mustard or the golf cart more? Uh, mustard more than the golf cart because I hate mustard. <laughs> but equally, <laughs> equally fighting and swinging because I got ran over by a golf cart. No thanks. What if it was an accident? There's no accidents when it comes to that. <laughs> I have no patrol gone wild, so we're going to get right into the news with Caleb. Caleb has a cu- some whiskey news for us. All right, guys. So whiskey news. We have Old Forster is dropping some rare bourbons just randomly throughout uh, June and July. 
Um, I think you can only get these bourbons if you are in Kentucky at Old Forester and you happen to just be lucky enough at the distillery. Um, they're celebrating their fifth anniversary of its return to Whiskey Row in Louisville. So they're uh, preparing these brand new drops and they are dropping President's Choice 177 series and the birthday bourbon. So if you're lucky enough to get these uh, bottles uh, at their drops throughout the month, there's no dates given. It's all random. So I guess if you walk into, uh, Jerry's been there. If you walk into Old Forester, if you happen to just be there at the right time, right place, you could snag these bottles. Now there is no number of bottles being dropped. No number, no dates, no nothing. Those are just the three that they said that they're uh, dropping randomly. And there could be more. So uh, if you guys are on that Kentucky trail, you stop at Old Forester throughout uh, June and July, you could maybe potentially be lucky enough to snag one of these rare bottles. I feel like that's always a bourbon I always feel like I wanted to try and hunt down was like the birthday. Did you try it when you went? They didn't have it. They have like the the 117 yeah. Fire Series or something like that. The Did, Presidential. Yeah, that's, that's the one you sent the picture. Yeah, of the there's all kinds of weird ones they had. They were all really good, though. Definitely something to look forward to out of uh, Old Forester. So they're doing this because the brand was founded on June 14th in 1870. So it's uh, 153 years old. Uh, their motto uh, is Old Forester never gets old. So if you guys are there um, and you happen to be in Kentucky, happen to be at Old Forester, look out for those drops. Maybe if we make that little uh, you know, trip down there in October for your birthday, maybe they'll be doing something that day. A little Halloween thing. That'd be cool. Halloween drop. There you go. All right, Caleb, what we got next? All right, up next, let me just pull it up here. We have uh, the new Rabbit Air LE air filter going to town. I'll let Gio speak on this since he was the one who brought this story to my attention. So I didn't realize that Rabbit Air did this, but they do various, uh, various customized drops for their filters with nice designs. So for the 4th of July, they did one called the Liberty of Light. Uh, Very an, cool looking. Yeah, it's like an it's ode cool to the looking. Statue of Liberty in the fog that you would see, like if you're, you know, arriving on like a ferry to like Ellis Island type shit. Like it looks cool to me. Uh, apparently, there's only being it's only being sold for the month of July. There's not a limit to it, but they are for the A2 and A3 models of the filters. And what's going to be nice about that is if you actually already have models, you can actually buy the coverings for it. So like. If we wanted to get that done for one, you know, you can pick them up and they're 70 bucks for just a design, but it looks cool. Yeah, it makes it look a little different. Yeah. Uh, obviously, shout out Rabbit Air. They hooked <laughs> us up with a with a filter and we really appreciate them for that. Hey, you got to celebrate the 4th of July and our nation's birth. So uh, get this decorative uh, sticker for your Rabbit Air filter. Perfect. All right. Another whiskey story that we have. We have uh, Four Roses is coming out with a brand new 10-pack sampler of 50 ml bottles of some of their rare releases, I believe, Jerry. It's a hundred, uh, Geo. It's $130, and you can get this. Can you buy it online, Geo, or do you got to actually go to Four Roses? Uh, so far, it's going to, uh, from what I've read, it looks like it's going to be a sampler that's going to be various like places will get it. So you might see it as like a gift set, things of that nature. But it's all ten of their like recipes that they use, and in their- some of them are very hard to get. Yeah, like I was looking at the breakdown, like so it talks about whether it's like a single malt or straight whiskey, like based on the coating of it. Like they all start with O. 
Uh, it's all related to who blended it. There's actually like a really like interesting science behind that. And we're going to have to get some more Four Roses on this show. It's been a while. It has definitely been a while. And right. I actually like Four Roses, so. Yeah. I think the last time we had it was obviously, you know, the episode where we did the comparison with the single batch select and the single. And then, you know, when Jeff popped in. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was cool. Jesus. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. That being said, obviously, we had a couple little stories there just to share with you guys. Uh, let's get in the cigar review. What do you think, Caleb? Yeah, I'm all done. So I'm ready to go for, start things off. All right. So uh, appearance on this thing. And I'll have it known that this is the pre-release. So it's got a different band on the regular production of this. Um, I'm giving it a seven and a half just because it's a simple white band. It's got pre-release on it. You know, nothing special on the pre-release. So don't judge me too harshly on that. Um, although the rest of the, the, the rest of the review will be good. So burn nine and a half, no issues whatsoever. No touch-ups construction nine and a half as well. Uh, had an amazing stack of dimes. Uh, the ash held up. And if you didn't ash it yourself, it could have probably went all the way down to the nub, uh, draw. I went with a V cut. Uh, I gave it a nine. It worked very well with the size and enjoyment smoking it here with the boys. It's a pre-release. Gave it a nine as well. My overall score is a forty-four and a half, which is an eighty-nine. I know that we've been really trying to get more into the review of the cigar, obviously, to try and be a little more professional about the cigar review. Uh, so I appreciate the good in-depth review there, Caleb. Uh, my review is: I gave the appearance a nine, just because I've seen the actual band on the cigar. I've seen the box. There's something cool about the, obviously seeing like the police making the guy pour out the whiskey down the drain or whatever it is. Uh, the burn, I gave it a nine. Uh, no issues at all. I mean, this thing is like, it's a perfect burn, man. I mean, this thing's awesome. The construction, I gave it a nine. The draw, also a nine. Obviously, really, really good draw. I struck, I straight cut mine. I don't know how you guys cut yours. Uh, bring my overrun... Overall enjoyment to an 8.5, bring me to a 44.589 overall. Uh, really, really like the cigar. In the beginning, obviously, there was a little bit of pepper. I know, obviously, all of us have different palates, but that's what I got in the beginning. The thing really toned down through the through the first third into the middle, and it got really smooth. Uh, I wouldn't really say this is a super heavy cigar, so obviously, if Skip says that the cigar is really not supposed to be this banger, super strong cigar... He's definitely succeeded in what he was trying to develop and what he says. Uh, I feel like I could smoke another one of these. In fact, I may smoke another one of these. I really like this cigar. Uh, final third, really like that as well, man. Uh, my tasting notes, obviously pepper in the beginning. Couldn't tell you if it's black pepper. Couldn't tell you if it's white pepper. I have no idea. I know there's a... Uh, apparently there's a difference, but... Uh, yeah, just a really, really great cigar. Obviously, I'm looking forward to the actual release of the cigar, and I'd like to try this in other Vitolas and see what I think about them. Gio? All right, I'll get right into mine. I mean, we're going to have a lot of the same points from what I've gathered here. Appearance, I gave it an 8. Definitely uh, stands out here. You know, we have the Intemperance Volstead. Uh, big fan of these Intemperance lines with that Roma's been doing. I've smoked a lot of the Whiskey Rebellions lately, and... Uh, I, I just thoroughly enjoy them. I'm going to probably be trying more of them in the future. Uh, so I gave the appearance an 8. I didn't think it was anything crazy, but it is a unique design that it would stand out to me. 
uh, burn, I gave this thing a nine. Damn near perfect burn. I think I touched it up once like a minute ago because I was just not paying attention. That's on me. But nine's a goddamn good burn rating for me. We know this. Construction, 9.5. This thing, I'm not wearing a single ash, and that says a lot. Usually, like, one little flake or something falls. Like, I'm really, really impressed with the 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 process that went into putting this thing together. You know, Skip at Roma, dude's a master at his craft. You know, this dude makes sure they put out some solid, solid cigars. I don't think I've had a Roma craft cigar fall apart on me. I it, it speaks for itself. Uh, after construction, I went to draw. I straight cut it as well. I gave that a nine. Got to, you know, smoke it when I wanted to. Stayed lit. Had the lasting appeal. Still had a conversation with you guys. And, you know, we talked a lot today. So, you know, it really stayed lit through that. And that's a very, very nice part with the draw and the burn combined there. Enjoyment. I gave this thing a nine. It's always fun smoking a pre-release. Like, there's something about it here. We're talking about PCA and what we're excited to do and like, you know, the overwhelmingness, you know, that is going to be this show, then add in Vegas to the mix and we're meeting all these new people. That brought my enjoyment to a nine, giving me a total of 44.5 also with an 89. Come on, really? We all we all got 89, so. <laughs> well, no need to do any math here. The overall score of this guy is an 89. So Very easy. cool. Very easy. Listen. All different ways we got there, too. Yeah, for sure. Like very, very cool cigar. Looking forward to the rest of the Vitolas. Uh, that being said, boys, uh, any closing notes of the episode, Caleb? Guys, uh, make sure you check out these guys at PCA if you're lucky enough to be there. All retailers, uh, sales reps, owners, anyone involved with the process of making any cigars, make sure you check out Jerry and Gio at PCA. They'll be there. Uh, otherwise, check out the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok. Check it all out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Grower Gang. We need those likes, those comments. Get everything up. We told you, we need 500 subscribers. We'll do a big giveaway. Uh, tell all your friends, make them subscribe. Take their phone, subscribe. Uh, we're all about growing, and hopefully we'll give a good good, good give a good giveaway for you. <laughs> yeah, marble mouth, mush mouth over here. Gio, anything to close with? I think Caleb uh, took the marbles right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, boys, we'll see you guys next week. And oh. I don't give a fuck what you think, Jerry. <laughs> We don't give a fuck. Should I leave that? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty funny. But that being said, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Fuck it. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.